That's pretty much well put. Um, back. We are back. Um, <laughs> uh, not unlike an iceberg cracking open and un- revealing a news that we can eat and market to other people. No, I'm talking about the stuff. Never mind. Um, no, uh, we've been away for a very long time. Um, I am, of course... Well, this is, of course, Gonzo, guys. Uh, I am Mike and Tim. Hey, Tim, what's up? Oh, hello, everyone. It's all back. <laughs> We're back. Um, our previous ventures um, have fallen through, and now we've fallen back into uh, podcasting again. Um, the, uh, the uh, what was it, our Nigerian correspondent? Um, He's still there. Promised us all this money, and, well, we have... We might think it's a scam. We it might be a scam. We get out numbers, and you know, it didn't work out. <laughs> no, it didn't. Uh, but you know, um, it happens to the best of us, and the oldest of us too. But, um, but yeah. So what's happened since then? Um, let's see here. I have. Uh, I moved to Gonzo Guy Southwest Austin location, um, headquarters or whatever you call it, and, uh, and also I have I have twin girls, babies, little little me's running around, um, and I'm teaching them well. They uh, they make plenty of fart noises and they're just now starting to watch movies. Um, their favorite movie so far is Moana, but I figure if I could get Motel Hell in there, or maybe, uh, well, I don't know about uh, these two movies we have today, but... Yeah, maybe mix Repo Man in there somewhere. Yeah, and then, of course, the, the, every parent um, has to go through and figure out what order of Star Wars they want to watch first with their kids. So stuff like that. So that's what's happened. Um, Tim? Um, you moved too, didn't you? Are you in new like Arlington location, or has it uh, been that long? No, you're still in the same place, right? I'm still in the same place. I think I'm still roughly in the same place. I moved a few few minutes away. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and you have um, I have Gon- I have been to that I have been to that headquartered location. I'm in Gonzo, North Texas. Gonzo, North Texas. Um, and um, man. It is, it is, it is, it is lush. It's a nice place. We like going up there and, um, causing trouble. The, uh, the, it's Gonzo, North Texas. It also has the Gonzo IMAX theater. So, (laughs) it's very nice. Um, um, congratulations on that, sir. Yeah. That is very nice looking. So, Uh, yeah, we've been here, been here for a bit. Uh, probably not. Uh, maybe you turn at it. Oh, lives a little bit after the, just after the last epidose. We were we started over in this vicinity. So. It's an adventure. It's it's uh it's the, the 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 what ended up being a scam. You know we we all bought in. I even had kids for it, and um, you know I mean it's I mean it, it, you know I lucked out with that, but uh you know hello Africa, you know where's our riches. You know, uh, I mean, come on, but <laughs> no. And this anyway. is a uh, this this is the scam. 
This has nothing to do with our correspondent, whom we love dearly and, and wish him all the well on his endeavors as well. Um, so, um, so yeah. So what else? Um, what else has happened in our absence? Uh, I see it. Stank. No. Two, no, one. Shoot. Did another? Did one or two Star Wars movies came out? I think just one. Just one. Yeah, because we we I thought I'm pretty sure we talked Force I Awakens. I don't think we. Yeah, we, we, I'm sure we talked Force Awakens. Rogue One came out. Uh, it's almost time for Last Jedi. I thought Rogue uh, One was all right. It was it was great to see in the theater. I don't know if I'll watch it again. I've watched it like four times. <laughs> and did you already get your tickets for uh, Last Jedi? I do. I have uh, my tickets for... I don't go for the madness that is the uh, Thursday night premiere. I go for the Friday morning. I take a day off from work, and I go to a nice 10.45 a.m. Uh, showing. So, But I've got my tickets. They are in my account. I'm going to a theater with nice little power recliners. And uh, for this type of thing, for Star Wars, I don't do food service, so I just... I go to a theater that doesn't have people walking around serving food because uh, I'm watching Star Wars. So um, that's just my personal. So, I don't mind it a lot of the time, but Star Wars, I don't want any. I just want to sit down and. It's your religious holiday. It is my religious holiday. The whatever December day they choose to release a Star Wars movie, I'm probably <laughs> take off. It's kind of like Thanksgiving. And or May. And or May, I think. I think unless something's changed, Han Solo movie is supposed to come out in May. I figure they would just do it every December and just try to make money off the holidays every year. But who knows? Well, I know Last Jedi was originally supposed to come out. No, was it supposed to come out in May? It was originally supposed to come out last May. And they were trying to get it in for summer. They opted to just push it to December. Um, And then Rogue One was... So that came out last year. Then, then, Or that was Rogue One. And then... I think the Han Solo movie is still for March. I mean, still for May, but we'll see. Ron, Ronnie Howard is directing that Han Solo movie. We shall. I, I, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I, they got my money anyway. Pretty much anything Marvel, because I, I need to see Thor. I haven't. That came out this weekend. Uh, but anything Marvel, movie wise, I guess. TV wise, uh, I'm behind on the Inhumans, but I've been watching. I've been watching Legion. Legion's a great show. Um, one of their cool genre stuff. Legion came out. That was awesome. I'm just I'm kind of avoiding the other Marvel, like the other X Men type shows. I'm kind of like whatever. But um, Legion came out. I want to see that. I want to catch up on the Inhumans. Agents of Shield was pretty cool last year. But like yeah, like there's been a lot of new cool stuff. Like Westworld was awesome. Here, I'll do a really quick rundown of what I think everyone should watch. Mr. Robot, Westworld, um, Legion. Stranger Things. Stranger Things, definitely. Um, man, um, what else? Uh, American Gods is pretty good. Um, Doctor Who, keep watching Doctor Who. Um, I have some thoughts about that too, but there's there's some cool genre stuff that came out. What, any new, uh, any new shows? That you've seen in our absence that is is worth recommending. Uh, there's a show I haven't seen it yet, but it, it has promise. It's called uh, 
Mike Judge's Tales from the Tour Bus. Oh, wow. I haven't heard of that. That sounds really cool. It's on Cinemax. It's kind of hard to find. It just started this fall, and it is him recording. He sits down and recorded interviews with people who toured with country legends. Oh, wow. And, like, crazy shit they saw on tour. And he animates it over top of it. Uh, so that sounds he has, absolutely perfect. Uh, they have some stuff where they talk about, I'm trying to remember. Um, oh my goodness. What was his name? Ah, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, it's called tales from the tour bus. It's on Cinemax. Uh, I've heard great things about it. Um, I obviously like mud. It's not really like Mike judges writing it. It's just interviews and then animated with his style of humor. I imagine. So, um, I'm looking for a way to view that. Um, they're about seven episodes in. That is nice. Um, let's see what else. I'm not sure if you said Deadpool is out at some point. Deadpool is a great movie. Um, Deadpool, fun. Um, Marvel, Civil War, Civil War is eh. Well, it, was good. Did, it was cool. What about did, didn't Batman versus Superman come out while we were gone? It did. <laughs> I don't know if it came out. I don't know if it came out while we were gone, but. I, 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 the director's cuts is passable, but that's that's being generous, probably. But, um, for those of you who frequent the YouTube, yeah. um, there's a guy called Movie Bob that is the, um, uh, well, I, I will invoke Lou um, if Tim remembers. Um, <laughs> but he's kind of like the film critic for uh, shut ins. Love you, Lou, but I mean, come on. It's he's like the ultimate well actually, like film critic, and um, he last week he came out with part one of he did a he does a series he he reviews movies for geek.com he does his own series he does like game video game overthinker he does like in Bob we trust where he just kind of spouts off whatever bullshit, um, and then he does thing uh, something called movies you know uh, are really that good. And he talks about movies that may have gone on the radar that are pretty good, like genre type. Like the, I don't think he did The Gate, but I think he did like Transformers the movie. So he's like, well, no, really, it's that good. Or he did Die Hard too. He's like, it's really that great of a Christmas movie. <laughs> but he switched, he flipped the script entirely for Batman versus Superman and called it really that bad. And uh, and part one was an hour and a half long, and he has a part two. And it's like it's almost like when Mr. Uh, the Plinket from the Red Letter Media guys did the takedown of the Star Wars prequels, except it's just this one guy and it's just one movie, Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> I think your review for it should be as long as the movie. It but. will be longer, I'm assuming, because it was an hour and a half for the first one. And he has a part two coming up. Yeah, I, it, it's a long enough film as it is. I don't even, yeah. That said... Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of great stuff that came out, and we recognize that we can review movies, and we have done reviews, um, like the, um, the We Shall Never Talk Again Christmas Epidose, um, where we've had shows lasted a couple hours before. But we're going to switch things up this time, because uh, yeah, we don't want to give away the goat uh, when we talk about these movies anymore. Not only do you not have to fast forward, but now you can't just get our really concise and succinct uh, uh, plot uh, walkthroughs. Yes. So we will talk about some movies, and then you can choose if you want to go watch them in their entirety, and that kind of thing. We'll, we'll still throw some clips and stuff in, but nothing, you know, we're going to, this won't be a step-by-step. 
But when we take something away, we will add something extra, and that means an extra movie instead of just. Now I know we did the Slapshot trilogy, um, which was was a classic. But the um, but most of the time it's just been one movie. But now we're Tim and I are each going to bring a movie, and then we're gonna kind of talk about it, and then we'll figure out at the end what what to not fast forward through and what we think you know. Might be the better of the two. I don't know. We haven't fleshed that out yet, but well, this is this is the inaugural attempt at it. So we will. You will get two movies mm-hmm. for the, the single dose, and uh, we'll each. But we will both watch both movies, so we won't be coming in completely cold. And, uh, and we'll see what happens. Tim, uh, so what movie did you bring? I brought a movie. Uh, is is called Symbol. It is from Japan. Uh, I believe it's 2009. I'm typing it up now just because um, I want to make sure I'm correct on this. I want to get the, the director's name right. I should have this ready, but who knows? Uh, yeah. Symbol. It's a unique movie. Um, originally, this was going to be a Halloween episode, but uh, you know, we're not a slave to the calendar. Um, so, anyway, the question was: Does this movie qualify as like a horror film? I would say you can maybe view it as a certain. It's got a certain uh, Twilight Zone esque quality to it in some parts. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the film is called Symbol or Shinburo. Uh, it's 2009. It's Japanese. It's directed and starred, and the star of the film is Satoshi Matsumo- Matsumoto. Um, it was nominated for some uh, awards in the Asian Film Awards for Best Actor and Best Visual Effects. Uh, this is the guy, uh, if you are some big man in Japan. See, and you hit the nail on the head. That's what I was going to talk about. Because when I watched this movie, I, I, I thought for a second, um, you know, this is familiar. And not just like the guy, well, I can't really tell. I, there are certain actors from Japan I can identify clearly. But I haven't seen enough of this guy's movies to really call him out. But what really, like, like... Uh, I guess threw a flag in my head was it, it seemed the the style of humor or the style of setup was a lot like Big Man Japan and that's a movie that I've seen I saw a long time ago like five or six years ago um, and man it's it's about as wacky as Big Man Japan I love Big Man Japan um, but that's because it was like it was making fun of the kaiju type like like you know and like godzilla which you know we did our grand retrospective of which there's a sequel coming still i saw Kongska island call out on that by the yeah. way that was that was a fun movie that was more fun than godzilla Kong's um, island uh I, I actually still need to see Kong's. you 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 uh you have some gonzo homework now no, it's. I have the right venue. I have a nice little area to watch it. So it is. Uh, it is a lot of fun. Um, and so I love those kind of movies. Pacific Rim Two is coming out. Uh, they're obviously doing Godzilla Two, and then Godzilla versus King Kong. I mean, you know, the technology is there to really do some knockdown, drag out fights. But Big Man Japan and Japan in and of itself has had the history of kaiju. And um, man, what he does with that. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's fantastic. Although I will say, and 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 uh, we could talk about this here later on, but like the ending, 
are kind of parallel between Big Man Japan and Symbol. So I'll just I'll just let that lay there. Interesting. So um, with Symbol, it's a parallel story. Um, again, we're all go through the step by step parallel story, and one of them, the two stories, uh, center around uh, basically. There's one that follows the kind of buildup of a luchador in Mexico and named Escargo Man. He's getting ready for a big match. And his family kind of worries that he's older and he's not quite as in shape as his younger opponent. And they follow that and it kind of has a weird, uh, unique life and uh, er, just a unique little town they live in. Um, it looks very, you know, kind of more just a, uh, I wouldn't say comedy, but. It, it looks realistic. It's a little surreal in some parts, but then the the parallel storyline um, is a Japanese man wakes up in his pajamas in a big white room with no apparent <laughs> And um, it's the the kicker here is so you're like, okay, that's interesting. And then um, he's kind of trying to figure stuff out, and uh, he, what he discovers is eventually a little like cherub statue appears. And um, he that kind of backs into the wall, but it leaves its little chair of junk sticking out. And he's twigging berries. He's twigging berries on the, like a chair of statue. And so he dink, he kind of donks one of the, the wieners and, or the wiener. And then all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of these cherubs and they suck back into the wall. And then there's these little, you know, twigging berries all over the wall. It's like a rock climbing room, except it's balls. And um, the big thing is he discovers that by pushing, pushing different packages on the wall, he gets different items. Sometimes it's sushi, sometimes it's a toothbrush, sometimes it's a rope. There's one of the buttons just makes it um, looks like a perhaps someone who's uh, native Africa run through the <laughs> run through the room and then disappear. Maybe uh, he's part of the scam. I don't know. But there's there's a sound that it makes, and I, I do have that. So <laughs> awesome. Hang on a second. Just wait for it. You may hear his exasperation. He doesn't quite know what to make of it at this point. He just knows there's a lot of little weird cherub things on the he's, on the wall. He screams out a lot. And the they all have very they don't always just give him stuff. Sometimes it's he hits one and it turns into a butt and farts on him. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> a dog comes like a dog head pushes out to the wall and barks at him and scares the crap out of him. So he, he just got a toothbrush. So he's looking at this toothbrush because he pushed one of the little chair packages. And so now he's trying to figure out what to do. He's going to probably try another one. Let's see. And there's a sound it makes every time he pushes one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that time they gave him a megaphone. So he's like, what the hell? Why am I getting a megaphone? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, um, hmm. man, you're going to have, I'm going to tell you this right now. You're going to have, well, no, that's not true. I was going to say, you're going to have a more succinct description of the movie than I will of my movie, but that's, that, I'll get to that later on. No, um, the thing I liked about that, um, well, okay. What else? What else do we need to know about it? Just as so he's, he's in there trying, he's trying to figure out this mystery of these weird angel penises, and then at the same time they cut back to the story in Mexico. They have no apparent connection uh, for most of the film, um, but they are connected. I won't ruin that part of it. But uh, anyway, so 
you get some you follow the escargo man to the match and his son and his father come watch him and they you get some good lucha libre wrestling in there yeah, and it makes sense, you know, the director and writer of Big Man Japan, Akaiju, would probably be into wrestling as well. So, it, but you, yeah, um, so you get some of that, and the the actor playing Escargot Man is the least in shape of the bunch, so you can tell he brought some ringers in there. He uh, always, and like a true lucha libre, he always wears his mask. He never takes it off. Yeah, he show him at home before he goes. He's just reading the paper, shirtless, <laughs> yeah. like. Pair of dockers and some boots and his mask and he's reading the paper. I might dress up with that as that for Halloween next year. <laughs> is that Scargo Man? At this home? technically is our spooky episode, but you know we we fly by our own time and uh, it's quasi spooky. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's weird and it's kind of like I said, it's kind of Twilight Zoney because you have a guy in a room he can't get out and weird stuff happens when he pushes the buttons. I uh, also think it's a lot like a movie we've seen on the show and we've reviewed. Ah. But, uh, no, so so we have two stories that end up converging, right? And then and then yeah. we have kind of this, this uh, fallout, I guess, is what you would say, or what I would say, I guess. Yeah, he basically, the stories do their thing. They converge. There's some interesting things. Um, at some point, he ends up with, he, he basically, part of the movie, you're having, he has a whole little series where he's kind of mm-hmm. built Goldberg type of things to try to get out of the room. And they will put them up in comic format and be like, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then the door's going to open, and I'm going to be free. So eventually, it's it's a lot like, it reminded me of, um, what's that Michael, uh, um, no, what's his face? Um, What's the movie with, the sequel to the movie where it's like the guy had to keep charging his heart, and it's like... (laughs) Jason State, uh... Yes, yes, you, you know... Jason Statham, it was like the sequel. It was either like Circuit 2 or Crush 2 or... Um, I don't know what the name of that movie is, but he has to get a jolt of... Like, he has to have his heart race so much to stay alive. Yes, and the sequel... Oh, I gotta look this up. Yeah. Uh, the sequel well, went in a different... Um, yeah, not the transporter, uh, but... Um, not cellular... No. Crank. Crank 2. Crank 2 is like this movie. But it's not the movie that I had in mind when I wanted to compare it to. But the vignettes and the way the thing, the stylistically things happen separately. Like like Crank 2, they had some scenes where actually, it, to tie it all together, there was a, a part in Crank 2 where it ended up being like a kaiju fight scene for some reason. I don't know why ties into this movie at least with big man japan and what this guy did uh and symbol with kind of comic book style as well as like you know not not comic book style and the cg and yeah (laughs) it's a strange film and at one point um there's a certain point where the buttons start doing things outside of the room and it affects the outside world and it could be natural disasters might be a decision point for somebody um at one point he makes like this band called crow it looks like a knockoff kiss band <laughs> yeah i was i was wondering about the licensing for that i wasn't sure if gene Simmons was gonna sue because that's that's what he would do for that well well because yeah god that guy's such a monetary monster um 
he uh so there's a band at one point that did you know that gene simmons tried to trademark the uh the the sign of the devil sign with your fingers i'm sure he did he did and he and he backed off with the backlash because it was also the texas university hook em horn sign so it was yeah. like there's no way he could trademark it but I'm, that asshole tried to do that well i'm, I'm again not surprised he tries to, he's just he's what he is but there's this band at one point, and they look like a Kiss knockoff band. I thought maybe it was a Kiss cover band, but they're just a, kind of a goofy kind of hair metal kind of makeup band. And one of the buttons that he hits makes the, <laughs> they have a lot of pyrotechnics, but it makes the lead singer shoot fire out of his mouth. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so yeah. You, you could think about how wacky that is, and then compare it to like the main storyline with the Loser Libre and what happens with that too. It's it's actually it's worth watching. It surprised me when it happened. Big there's time. A, there's a connection between a button and some stuff with the Lucha Libre mat, match, and it's some good luck if you can call it. Because I didn't. I didn't, and it goes. It just takes it to somewhat of an odd extreme. But then you start seeing packs around the world. But here's a little bit of that Kiss band. I thought, which I thought was pretty good. Yes. There he is. That's how long it's been since I've had headbanged. For a fake movie band, and maybe they're not a fake movie band. I, I kind of sounded they, like Jack Black to me. I mean, it sounded like Tenacious D. Definitely not Jack Black singing, I don't think. But, uh, I mean, this band could really exist, and they do this as their gig. But the guy, the director and star of the films also, he's kind of known for comedy in Japan, so I wouldn't. But it's a pretty musically, I mean, they have the right feel and sound to it. So, I mean, even if it's a made-up, goofy song, they capture the essence of it. So, anyway, that was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, actually, yeah, that was pretty cool for me, too. Although, like, I, you know what, if that band existed and they put out a CD, I'd listen to it. I uh, was listening to Iron Maiden yesterday, as a matter of fact. So, it's like the same thing, man. I, you know, sometimes you just need to have your face melted off. So, yeah, it's neat. A guy singing high about you know darkness and wings, and then the demons. That's why I was like Tenacious D. It's like you know just one of those numbers. So, uh, oh, anyway, so there's all kinds of stuff. He has an effect. He by pushing the buttons affects the world, and it gets kind of trippy and weird. Um, and there's an odd connection between it. the two stories. Do connect via the angel wieners, and uh, there's something. To that, I will. I will the, we'll leave that. Uh, the little smokies of angels. Um, but anyway, 
it's an interesting film. You will not be able to guess where it's going. Um, it does have a little bit. It is interesting trying to figure out how he's going to put stuff together to get try to escape this room he's in, and then uh, yeah, yeah. And the story about the wrestler is fairly compelling. So I um so um this movie reminded me of Holy Mountain. Um, the way that it ended too. Uh, oh and, boy! And I've been bittersweet about it too. I've been very, as I'm sure you've heard, been very bittersweet about the ending of Holy Mountain because I thought, <laughs> like, well, just go listen to the episode. But um, I felt like that the end of this movie was a lot like that, and and the fact that it felt like, you know, you didn't know where it was gonna go, uh, but you kind of, you know, you, you gained the trust of the the narrator, the director. I like. Like there isn't like some overarch like the the protagonist was the, was the guy in the room. It wasn't the side story was was actually I felt like it set up some stuff and it kind of connected pretty well actually. Um, but I mean I the real story in the room. Yeah. That's the story. I mean main yeah. story is in the room. But you never find out how he gets there. It, oh, spoiler alert! And then, um, <laughs> but like the way it resolves. It felt a lot like how Holy Mountain resolved, where it was just kind of it kept going, and then um, they had to. Kinda, I mean, there's, there's they had to like he just kind of had to like write an ending, and it's like all right, it's over now. And I, I mean, the title of the movie is Symbol, so I can kind of get where they were going with that. But I kind of felt, I felt a little not not as cheated as Holy Holy Mountain. I was really angry at, but like. I felt like um, I felt like it, I felt like it, it could have resolved a lot better than what it did, but I got where he was going with that. Anyway, it's it's a, it, I think it's very uh, watchable film. It is uh, it is watchable. I it's sharp looking. Um, the comedy is pretty good, although he does. I mean, it is an Asian movie, so he does yell a little bit too much. Um, but. There's a lot of fart humor, which isn't always bad, but um, well, and little cherub penises too. I mean, that's a strange. That's a strange one. It's um, weird, but it, well, oh, oh, and one other thing. The only other complaint I have, because I like, the only other complaint I have is, is like, where does he poop and pee? Like, there's like, probably there's probably a penis for that. I, it's, but they never showed that. It always like threw me off, because they showed the toothbrush. They showed him getting food, right? He was able to get a blanket, and he was able to sleep on something, right? And he was able to... So, he even with, like, the one penis that sprayed water on him, <laughs> it was like, he was able also to kind of clean himself up. But they never really showed how he used the bathroom and how he was able to figure that out. And I, and I was wondering about, it, about like, as he was starting to discover things, and then he got food, he got toothbrush. I was like, how, do, how is he going to go to the bathroom? And they never explained that. I felt like that they, I wish they would have explained that. Is all. Is, that's the only other thing I had that was kind of like the director's cut. We don't know, but the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the there's some nice stuff when he gets the food. He's getting like sushi. He gets like a plate of sushi. Just appears out of nowhere, kind of. Yeah. There's a great bit where he's like, he's like, oh, all right, oh, you know, I got a way to get food, and he's kind of thinking about it. And then he's like, they to give him an empty soy sauce dish. Yeah. And so. Uh, he's just talking out loud. He's like, uh, "Some soy sauce would be good." 
and he hits a button and he just gets more sushi and he's like i said soy sauce and he keeps hitting the button and it just keeps piling up sushi on him <laughs> and so he eats all of it and then he's like okay and he hits a button and the soy sauce comes out and he's like oh it's late <laughs> it's a lot of that that's why it was pretty cool because he get he figured things out but he got really frustrated and it was kind of fun seeing him get frustrated the wall the wall of penises would just screw with them like he would be trying like he's reading these manga novels mm-hmm. he's like number four and he's like okay i want number five he's read like one two three and you have four and he hits number five and they throw out number six and he hits another one and throws out seven <laughs> and eight and then nine yeah that was pretty funny too whatever is controlling the wall screws with him periodically he gives him what he needs but it also jacks with him um so, so it's... speaking of speaking of things coming out of the wall or other things to jack with people oh yes we're on <laughs> on the film film selection a la mike uh so whereas tim was very organized and prepared i am not um and i think it reflected how i felt about the movie um and you have a key scene queued up. Oh, look, you see, you are the glue that holds this podcast together. Um, the, uh, but my pick was the video dead. And, um, 1987. It's an, it's an 80s horror movie. It's a low budget. Um, the thing that caught my eye and the thing that I really appreciated about it, although it kind of left me wondering a little bit longer, more about how utilized he was. Um, <laughs> I know this is going. But it had Michael St. Michaels, who, of course, was the Greasy Strangler. Um, Love another film we watched in the interim. Which is like, Gonzo Guy is like, it would be in the Gonzo Criterion Collection. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> it's a, God, it's a strange movie. Greasy Strangler, um, you know, if I had to pick a movie you should definitely watch out of all the ones that we've seen, just go see Greasy Strangler. Just watch that. Watch that, and boy, it'll... Uh... It's something. It'll mess you up. Although, it was a lot like how I felt. The ending, again, felt a lot like how I felt uh, with Holy Mountain and Symbol a little bit. But, hmm. but that's, that's true. There is some similarity there. Yeah, So, but, um, man, stylized music. Just they, oh. got, they got weird, and they got awkward, and they got violent. But it, it was all in its own little, like, special way. It was... Gracie Strangler yeah. is perfect. It's such a great movie. And uh, now those, the, it, it's kind of a... I don't want to say it's underground. I mean, in this day and age, nothing's really underground anymore. But Not um, anymore, no. But it has a... I don't think it has a huge following. There's plenty of people you could show it to who would never... would not know where it was going or what it was. And uh, uh, it is popular enough that the two stars in that movie make the rounds at comic conventions. You can actually pay to have them strangle you in the picture. <laughs> It's like a, uh, it's like the Napoleon Dynamite of horror movies. It really is. There are. It does have a, re, it does have a weird. If Napoleon Dynamite was filthier, um, it's kind of like a really dirty Napoleon Dynamite mixed with horror. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 perfect. It it's perfect in its gonzoness. <laughs> but so I can't look, I can't look car wash is the same anymore. I I can't either. Or or the seventies disco places. Uh, oh jeez. <laughs> or outfits. Or Greece. Or Greece. Oh. oh my god. Ugh. Ugh. So Ugh. um, that said, go see that, and then um, then if you want to see some more of one of the actors. And you can find this on YouTube, so you know it's not that hard to find. I think 
this is pretty much anywhere you you choose to go. If you want to pay a rental fee, you can hit up the you know the Amazons of the world. Yeah, yeah. But it's amazing how many movies in their entirety are floating around on YouTube. That uh, video did happens to be one of them. In fact, uh, was it Dang Dang or no? Which one's in there? Yeah, like is it Zang Zang or Ding Ding? Zang Zang. Are you the little Filipino guy? Oh no, it's um. Oh crap! Um, win 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 wing wing wang 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 wang. Oh, I don't know. At any rate, it was he was in an epidose in the past too, and his movies are found readily available on YouTube as well. Um, I also found Rollerblader on there actually, just to call it out as well. But um, Video Dead was on there. Let's get to that because Michael St. Michael's, uh, who was the Greasy Stingler, was in this movie. But he's only in the first five minutes of the movie. So anyway, this is my favorite scene from the movie. Uh, and this features uh, Michael St. Michaels. Yes. He, he, just to give you a little setup, he is a writer. He has received a strange television set, uh, which he doesn't want because he doesn't watch TV. Boxed uh, up in a wooden crate as opposed to a cardboard box. And he has set it like in the other room, and he's working at his typewriter. And here we go. And he, that's the sound of the TV coming on. He's like, what the hell? TV turns itself back on. And he doesn't get bothered by this. He's like, ah, screw it. This is my favorite. Shit. He says shit a lot in Greasy Strangler, so that's how you can kind of like really pinpoint so uh i'd never seen this movie uh and, and there's nothing about it except for the fact that that actor was in this movie and he was in the greasy string there but i made a terrible terrible mistake <laughs> that's it. the uh, movie the movie is okay so just to kind of okay so there's a there's a horror movie as tim played there's a horror movie and eventually the zombies in the horror movie crawl out of the tv and they kill him. And then they're like five years later. So he's not even around anymore. And five years later, some lady who who the movie tries to tell us is the actual like protagonist of the movie um, shows up to some house that, oh, I can't remember exactly, but somehow they either inherited a house or they both, her parents owned, a, owned this house, but none of them had lived in it because they're probably just a bunch of rich people that own different real estate properties or whatever. But the point... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. um, I don't know why I remember their backstory, but um, she's like maybe a college-age girl who is going to kind of like... The house has been purchased by her parents who are in Saudi Arabia for some reason. And they're overseas, and she's gone to like get the house set up. And with the help of her uh, doofus brother, her dumb, dumbass brother. He's a giant doofus. We'll get to him in a second. But 
<laughs> they get they'll so she shows up, walks in, boom, right there. And then that same TV somehow ends up being in the attic or something. But the brother shows up. Oh, the movie tricks us into thinking it's another zombie. Cause that's the point. It's like zombies have escaped. And they're the video dead. They're, and that's the only tie-in. Um, and you might see the TV a little bit later on, but really it's a zombie movie. It's not about stuff coming out of the TV movie, uh, uh, which was kind of disappointing for me. But, like... Like, uh, the doofus brother shows up limping, so it makes it looks like he's a zombie, but really he's just a doofus. And they're like, all right, let's clean up. And then, like, the TV in the attic starts calling out to him, and it's obviously some, like, like, like what the movie deems as an attractive lady, uh, like, beckons, and Cat calls him and beckons him to, like, take the TV. So, of course, he takes the TV, and he does what any doofus... Like kid, like like what any doofus guy would do in the middle of the eighties, uh, to kind of like set himself up for some trouble, and that's of course smoke a lot of weed. So he smokes a bunch of weed, and then like, and then like, and then like like the zombie, the lady shows up, uh, and then comes out of the TV, and he's like, oh, I can't be smoking weed anymore, and uh, he makes out with the lady, and the lady jumps back in the TV, but then. Some dude out of the blue in the TV slits the lady's throat. The garbage man. The garbage man. And he tells the kid, you know, take this away. And and the movie never explains it after the fact. that The garbage man shows up and saves his ass, but we don't know of anything else about the garbage man. The garbage man is in the TV. He shows up. He kills the woman. He's like, hey, she's just trying to trick you. You got to take this TV and you got to put a mirror in front of it. And you got to have the shiny side towards the screen. Because the dead don't like to see their own face. Apparently. That's the zombie rule. The new zombie rule in this... Except that garbage man tells him that. I think random Texas guy tells him that. So. Yeah, but the garbage man is there. And then we'll get to random Texas guy, too. Because Texas guy does show up like right after that. And he's like as about as Texas as he can be. Um, he's almost like Rosdauer from Final Sacrifice, if you've ever seen that. It's just Science But, um... Like, yeah, so, yeah, the kid laughs off the Texas guy, uh, closed the door on him, and then, like, like he throws out his weed after that event, and he's like, ooh, no more of that, and then, and then, what the hell happens? Oh, um, the next door neighbor lady with her dog shows up, and they get into hijinks, and then, like, the dog obviously runs off, and then apparently the zombies, like, they never explain this either, like... I don't know if the zombies escaped, like, while in that house. I don't know. Like, they kind of told the story about how, like, the delivery men discovered the body of Michael St. Michael. But they never really explained how the TV ended up in that house. I Was it... My guess is, is it might have been the same house, is what my guess was. The TV disappeared up to the attic, basically. Yeah, all right. Well, then that makes more sense, because then, like, the zombies are just hanging out in the woods. And they so they just, got a and they live kind of in the woods behind the house for five years and like nobody like figured out that maybe you know animals that were dying or that they wouldn't attack other people like i don't know what like maybe the tv called and beckoned them but i felt like the tv was more of just like an excuse to have zombies than to actually have like other things come out like it would have been really cool if the garbage man came out or like a like 
like a Jason or a Freddy type figure was also in there and he came out and started terrorizing people too. I mean, the box cover art made it look like that it was more than just like zombies, but what this ended up being was just another zombie movie. So of course, because of the... This one. I'll say that. What? There's zombie, there's zombie rules in this were a little different, so I, I will give them that. Yeah, I'll give them because the, the, the face in the mirror thing... Um, oh god, the end of the movie. So, um, so yeah, basically, hijinks ensue. Zombies start picking off people in the neighborhood. Uh, the the love interest of the doofus boy, um, you know, loses her dog. Dog gets killed, and that's how, you know, the snowflake rolling down the mountain turns into a giant snowball avalanche. You know, so basically, um, there's a lot of deaths and a lot of interesting deaths. Texas guy shows up and convinces the boy again. And, like, the zombies themselves have a little more... I'd say they're more of, like, Dawn of the Dead... No, uh, Day of the Dead-type zombies. Maybe more, There's... like, Chud 2, Bud the Chud-type, like, zombies. Like, they were more personable. They had more personality. They each have a personality. The part of their the mythos in this movie, if you dare to give it that much credence, uh, is they still think they're human to an extent they're confused by their state and so they still think they're alive yeah um and the reason mirrors is because it reminds them that they're dead and they get mad and makes them kill people but apparently they can also tell if you're scared of them and if you don't act scared they won't kill you at least not right away Ugh. yeah so tex and boy go off in force and they don't have any guns they have bow and arrows that just can somehow take down zombies which it lost. You can still you if you kill them with a gun or a knife. They will think that they since they still think they're human, they will they will get confused and be dead for all intents and purposes. Unless you bury them, if you bury you can't bury them. That's the weird rule. It's like you can kill them with a gun, and they'll think they're dead because they're confused, and you just let them dissolve into the earth. But you can't bury them. Uh, you can also put them in a confined area with each other and if they can't get out they will eat each other those are some those are some very specific rules for zombies <laughs> i mean it's a book it's got tabs i just like the rules for it you gotta like consult the like appendices and like okay well appendix yeah. one i mean you, you gotta be like okay siri uh, how do i kill this zombie <laughs> here's a little here's the i just found the garbage man here's the garbage man let's see if i can get in get in touch with you here comes the garbage. Man. There's someone in the room with you. No. Uh-oh. Here he comes. Why did you kill her? You don't know what you're messing with. Why in the hell don't you leave it alone? Who is she? They look just like you and I. But inside, inside they're, they're different. They have no soul. Who are you? They call me the garbage man. I dispose of human garbage. Why are you telling me all this? Because you're in danger. Yeah, why? Yes, and a little accident, an escape. They're very real. Very dangerous, Jeff. Be careful. No way. What do I do? Take the TV. 
and lock it in the basement. And do one more thing. Get a mirror and put the shiny side next to the screen. Put the shiny side next to the screen. Anyway, yeah, the garbage man shows up for that bit, and then he's just, that's it. No more garbage man. Yeah, so what, uh, whoever wrote this decided that Doofus Boy, and you heard him, he's, he's way annoying. He's annoying in the whole movie. He finally, he gets killed, though. Him and the love, everybody dies, pretty much. Um, but I'm not going to give away the ending, because it's weak. But basically, like, Tex and the boy go off in the woods, and they get into hijinks. It's hijinks. They find ways to shoot them with arrows to stop them. You know, there's some scares. The the guy, text guy has, like, how to kill zombie pamphlet that I think was printed out from a zine somewhere. I don't know. But it was like, it was like, um, shoot them with arrows and a machete. They had a chainsaw that looked like a toy chainsaw. And they got on a whole bunch of stuff, and then pretty much everybody dies. They should have one lady in a washing machine. That uh, was pretty cool. I like that. They stuffed was, the lady in the washing machine. That was very inventive. To the film, to the credit, the uh, the practical effects aren't bad. No, and the zombie makeup is actually nice. It was like it's not bad. I mean, there the 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 gore and some of that is the blood's not so great, but the zombie makeup's really good. Um, when they put the, they oh, do some, you know, they got a good makeup person. You know what I thought was a really nice touch. Um, was when they cut that one zombie in half with the toy chainsaw. And not only was it blood and guts, but some rats spilled out too. I thought that was genius. I thought that was really inventive. So, but, yeah, so basically, through zombie accident events, because they always never die, and because the guy's a doofus in the Texas and blowhard, and, and all of, everybody pretty much dies, except for, like, the lady, the, the, the daughter, who we, whom we first see in the movie. Who doesn't show up toward the end again? Let me see if I can get a little text here real quick. He's coming. Okay, here's text. Apparently, the zombies bring like a hurricane, too. You're back. Krista, I sure hope you're going to welcome me in. Because I'm just about the only chance that you all got. Jeff? This is. Daniels. Joshua. He's the man who came by yesterday morning. I think we should at least hear him out, so. Sure thing you should hear me out. Now the four people's dead and gone already. Does he know something about the murders, Jeff? Hey. I was hoping they would get into his, uh... The Texan... Well, then all you really need to know is that the Texan said you all instead of y'all. <laughs> so, so the lady, like... Like they spend they spend time explaining all these intricate rules, right? Either from the garbage man or the Texas guy, right? And then the lady like figures out not to show fear, and I'm not gonna explain what happens because uh, there's like there's a twist at the end, a typical Listen. '80s horror movie twist at the end. The parents are assholes. They hate their parents. Uh, there's a nice little twist at the end, which is also reminiscent of some horror movies at the time. Uh, we call her the final girl or whatever you want to call that person who survives. I want to see that. That movie came out too. I want to see that movie, the final girl. I've heard it's pretty good, but yeah. I don't, um, it's, I don't know. So there's so many weird rules with it, 
with the zombies and stuff. There's a weird zombie that has like a flock of seagulls haircut. Um, yeah, kind of my favorite. Um, there's one of the bride. There's one of the, the that's like a dude. There's one that's wearing a uh, like um, lumberjack outfit almost. They have I their like, own personalities. I like the flock of seagulls dude because he figures out that if he gets a stick, he can knock down mirrors they put up to keep him away. Yeah, he's a very smart, smart he's cookie. Um, so to make of this film, I don't know. Like, like the not show the not showing fear rule comes into play at the end, and it's kind of just like what the hell is going on. Um, I felt like, I felt like, and the soundtrack only really confirms it for me, because they would play like incidental music and then like, like, like gate it down or, or turn it down really fast between scenes. So it'd be like tense, and then all of a sudden they would just fade it all the way down and then move to the next scene. It felt like it felt like this movie was like a whole bunch of ideas like threaded together, and they decided they had to tie it together with these stupid rules. And and that left that it left the some of the scenes were pretty cool. It was inventive. The story wasn't really there to hold it up. And while while I am happy that the doofus guy did die because he was annoying enough to made me like cheer on the zombies, I felt like some of the other characters, like the text guy, I knew he was probably gonna go, but they didn't really they really do anything with the garbage man. And then the lady. Like, uh, yeah, you'll see at the end of this movie, um, what, it's just like, ugh. I would like to see the backstory of the Garbage Man. I'm more interested in that. I would like to see, like, a spinoff of the Garbage Man. Because how did he get into the TV, and how did he start killing things like that? Why is he in the TV, like, serving as, like, a gatekeeper role, not just another zombie? And, and I can understand with the, with the amount, with the, the fact that it's low budget, and the fact that they did a good job on the zombie like outfit and then some of the zombie effects i can understand why they didn't really branch out into any other things zombie wise in in there uh or like like i said like jason or freddy it left me wanting more so but i mean you know that's it that's the video dead so so i don't know what do you think of the two tim what, what would you pick between the two as one we definitely not fast forward through um, I mean, the, the better film, I mean, it, it's kind of an apples and oranges thing. Symbol's the better better film as far as artistry and just it looks good and um, you don't know where it's going. Now, having knowing where it's going, I don't know. It's still, I've seen it a couple times now and it's still pretty fascinating. Um, I will say this. I mean, if you're just going strictly by like bad 80s, straight-to-video kind of things. Um, video Dead, it, it has a plot. They explain the rules. They might be kind of thin air, but they do explain the rules. Um, they use the rules accordingly. They have some decent kills. They have decent makeup. Um, the acting's awful. Um, but it's I've seen much worse. But they so. kill everybody, so it's like you get they get there. I don't in my in my horror movies. I don't, if somebody doesn't have to get out. So, um, and then when they say kill everybody, there is there is something at the end with the final girl. So we'll let you figure that out. But I, 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 you know what? And I'll say this: Video Dead is one hour and twenty nine minutes. So that's the sweet spot. If you you can, I'll watch almost anything that's an hour and a half. Yeah, all the movies come out in the theaters these days. These days are like two and a half hours long or something oh like that. Oh my god! And 
I love Star Wars, but Last Jedi is going to be two hours and 30 minutes. There's a lot of, be the, like, cranberry juice drinking after Star Wars. Effect. It's going to be the longest Star Wars movie. I'm going to have to go with catheter. All, right, all those kidneys are going to be in a lot of pain. you got to drink some cranberry juice after that. Or whatever. A whizinator or, like, one of those little jugs you can pee into. I don't think <laughs> I want that. a big jug so it, like, reverberates off of the side of the wall of the jug so everyone can hear me peeing and or stuff. Or one of those the fighter pilots use. And where they kind of hook it up to the front of their suit and they just pee in that. <laughs> That's nice. I don't know I, if that exists or if I just heard that as an urban legend, but the movie theater should just come with like little, uh, you know, little. I mean, they have couches or like, you know, I mean, and tables. They bring you food. You know, why not have a theater that not only has all those amenities, but also like a toilet bowl that you could sit on and take a shit on and not miss, like. I don't anything. know if I need people pooping, but they could give you like a <laughs> sterile, like thing that you could hook to a hose and you could just kind of set that on your your groin and uh for those longer films the you know infinity wars and i think we have uh, we need a pet in this it's the gonzo gadget is what it is <laughs> no, i mean that's but anyway an hour and a half like i'll put it this way we're kind of up against our gonzo our new gonzo clock but um we're good, we're good. an hour and a half and it was really good and it's because it was a good tight hour and a half they weren't trying to, you know, they knew what they had, they knew what they did with it, they were going to do with it, and they got it done. I'll give, I'll give you that. So you're, you're, you're voting, you you would rather, like, recommend The Video Dead over Symbol, then? I think if you're just looking for a, if you're looking for a, a cheap horror movie that you haven't seen, kind of under the radar, Video Dead is the way to go. If you're just looking for something bizarre but well done, you go to if I have to pick one, if I'm on a desert island, shoot. I, if I'm on a desert island, I'm taking Symbol. <laughs> so I'm picking Symbol, too. Um, and here's why. I think the uh, you don't even really need subtitles to figure out what's going on. Um, so you can just watch it. Um, That's true. The, uh, the visuals, the kind of abstract approach it takes... You know, uh, there's some comedy involved. I mean, there's not any real comedy in Video Dead, but um, the the way it thinks of things differently and it sets things up is kind of in its own like world or universe, and it made it in, a little more interesting for me because it was so like 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 just like it's almost like the cube, but it's almost like it's like you have to figure out the rules as you go, just like. The guy in the in in that room, it's like you're on a journey with him figuring stuff out. Now you don't you don't have a garbage man or a Texan to tell you the rules. Yeah, uh, so so I it, it held my attention a lot more than the video dead. The video dead, I think I was really just upset that George Michael St. Michael's wasn't in the whole movie. I oh was kind of hoping he was like maybe one of the zombies, but even like the uh, credit scenes that he was not like one of the zombies. There for about five minutes. Uh, so, not most of the people in that movie did not do much else. No, I, good. <laughs> where the bulk of the cast has done not a whole lot else. I think one or two people might have done like two or three other movies. Even Michael St. Michaels, only he has Greasy Strangler in this. Pretty much. That's why I was so high on it. He's and I think because of that high expectations. Yeah. Oh, God. Because of yeah. that high expectation, I was like, hell yeah. But then he killed off five minutes. It just 
burned me out for this movie. Oh, uh, I don't know. I would have. I mean, given what I've seen, if you could go back in time, I'd cast him in all kinds of schlock. Totally, he's like the schlock master. So, like, so with that, and I mean, Vito Dead has its merits. Like Tim kind of highlighted them already. Like Zombie is pretty good for you know, the knowing the. They were different characters. They explained the rules of very stereotypical characters, and then a lot of them died because, thankfully, they were annoying. Um, they did have some loose ends, and they had that '80s horror movie end twist, but we're not going to explain it. So, I mean, it was all there, but that's the thing is like that's also stuff that I've kind of seen before. So, if you're, uh, you're zombie completist. Totally, go for it. But I picked Simple because it was just kind of off the wall. The ending I didn't like because it was a lot like Holy Mountain. It did. It's all about the journey, man. Exactly. So with that, and because it held my attention a lot more, I'm going to go with, with Symbol too. But well, do not fast forward either of those movies. They have their own like special things about them. Yeah, you just, whatever mood you're in, go for one or the other. And uh, I think, um, yeah, don't fast forward. And just a little, I think this is, I think we got to go out on the uh, crowd song is what I think. That's another thing, you know, we didn't talk about. There's two movies. Like, what song are we going out on? We'll just pick whatever movie. Like, whatever movie. Or we, we'll pick something totally different. But Yeah, uh, I like case, that. I think uh, the straw, we played it earlier, but we're going to play it again because it's good. So here is uh, Kiss. Yeah, and remember, all right, we'll be back soon. Um, we'll have two fresh movies. Um, hit us up on, like, Instagram. Well, not Instagram. But hit us up on Twitter or at Gonzo Guys. The Facebook page is still around. Um, we still have that. We'll, uh, do promote. we'll we'll do some promoting. You'll see us. So. But uh, we'll we'll pick two movies. Uh, we're not going to be waiting. Uh, what one year and almost two years for another episode. We'll be it coming back with you soon. So we're looking. Uh, you know. It'll be with it. I would guess within the next month or two, you'll hear from us again. And you'll be ready to bang your head because uh, we'll be back again. Don't fast forward. Don't fast forward. And and now, crow. Yes. <laughs> Your wings drive my rage away, my wings blow. You're the black bird, the phoenix of the 